You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We are at the winter meetings in Lake Buena Vista, Florida. Tim McMaster here along with Jeffrey Flanagan, our MLB.com Royals reporter, Joe Poznanski of MLB.com as well. We are talking about this Kansas City Royals team at the winter meeting, what's going on with the organization, taking questions as well. And, Jeffrey, let's start with the fact that um, it seems like everything this Royals team is going to do is based on Eric Hosmer at this point. They would love to bring this guy back. Obviously, there's this huge group of free agents uh, with the Royals, and they can't bring them all back. Hosmer seems like the guy they'd like to. Where is that right now? Because it seems like there's mutual interest, at least. There is. It's still up in the air, though. I mean, they, they have budget concerns, and we really don't. the market has, been, has not been established for him yet. And once that happens, uh, Dayton will get a better idea of, of if they, they can even get in the bidding. Um, and really, that's the domino effect of, of their whole offseason right now, because if they lose him, if he goes to the Yankees or Red Sox or whatever, uh, I, had a sen- I had a sense from everybody in the front office that they're in for a total rebuild, and uh, it, it'll be painful. But they've, you know, we've talked about this before. They've done it before. They know how to do it. Uh, but if they are able to get him, I think they'd still go to a slight rebuild. Obviously, they'll have to because they're going to lose all those free agents. But um, they, that's the guy they'd like to have around to shepherd in a, a younger group of guys. So. Really, that's the guy they've been targeting all offseason, and they're just holding their breath, hoping they can get him. He has to also know that that's kind of the plan. Hey, if you're staying, right, you're going to be that leadership guy, and maybe we're not a playoff contender right away, but we'd like you to still be here when we are. Yeah, it feels to me like it's one of those things where, sure, Dayton would love to to bring him back and, and would do what he could to bring him back. But I think they're being pretty realistic, and I, I mean, I don't feel like – they have a lot to offer him. I mean, they certainly are, you know, money-wise, there's there's that issue. But what is this team going to be over the next three or four years? He's been through that in Kansas City. He, he didn't like it. And I think that they're going to they're gonna certainly do the best they can. They love him. Kansas City loves him. He's, he's as popular a player as they've had since George Brett. But I think realistically they probably know he's gone, and this is probably going to be a full rebuild. It's been an incredibly slow winter, or not winter meetings, but off-season. Everything mm-hmm. was waiting for Shohei Otani and Giancarlo Stanton. But the Royals have been making little moves kind of all along the way, as many as anybody, really. Uh, they signed Scott Barlow, kind of a minor move. Willie Peralta, who, who could help this team. Uh, they got Terrence Gore back on a minor league deal. They signed a couple of those Braves prospects to help down the road. How about Peralta, uh, a one-year deal that's got a club option? Where does he fit into the plans? Well, he could be a swing man. He could be a rotational death. But they also they love power arms in the bullpen. This is an organization that always has loved those. And he can still bring it 96, 98. Uh, you know, they've got a new pitching coach coming in. And maybe he can be the guy that kind of unlocks Peralta. Uh, he could end up being the closer. They lost Mike Miner. Um, he really did a fantastic job at the end of September. Uh, they're not confident with Kelvin Herrera coming back as a closer. So uh, they've done things like that before, converted starters into, into closers like Wade Davis for one and uh, Mike Miner for another. So Peralta, to me, is, is the most interesting thing they've done, which is not, hasn't been a ton this offseason. But that was the most interesting signing to me. All right, we're going to take some questions. And the first one in, uh, we talked about Hosmer, but this question is, which of the big free agents are they most likely to retain? I'll spin that a little bit. If they can't bring back Hosmer, would they attempt to bring back any of those other guys? Moustakas, Kane, any of those guys? No. It's Hosmer or, bust. like you said, Bust. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it just it doesn't make sense to bring back any of the other guys and kind of do you know, a partial rebuild or whatever like that with them. 
the reason they consider Hosmer for that role is he can do it. I mean, he's a, he's, he is the leader in the clubhouse, um, and he has been for several years. And, um, you know, I, I agree with Joe. It's a long shot. But, you know, I've talked to Haas, you know, daily, uh, you know, during the season, and he loves Kansas City, and he loves this organization. He feels some loyalty to him. But, you know, money talks, so we'll see what happens. Alex Gordon was similar, though, right? I mean, it was different. Well, the, market they were, came, the market came back right. to the Royals on that and one. And they were win now, and he knew they were going to be yeah, a contending exactly. team. But I think that is interesting. I mean, if, it could come around. I mean, Hosmer could go out and try to get the big money deal and have it come back around to Kansas City. It's not impossible. I think it's a different situation. And I think the Royals realized when they made the Alex Gordon deal that that could hurt them down the road, and I think it is hurting them now. All right, next question. Are the Royals more likely to fill holes via trade or free agency when they see those holes? Uh, I would say probably neither. I think they'll come within the organization. You know, we've, you know Raul Montesi is, is in line to step in at shortstop. Uh, Paulo Orlando is in line to take over in center field. Uh, Hunter Dozier, who had a, kind of a wasted year last year, uh, was hurt twice and, and hardly played at all. But he's a guy they've worked out at first base the last couple of years. He could be the guy at first base. They have Brandon Moss. He's more of a DH. is just not a very good defensive first baseman. So that's why they would probably consider Hunter Dozier. But, you know, they've, they've talked to guys like Matt Adams, you know, uh, as a possible free age signing. Not necessarily the defensive guy they would like. But um, I still think that they're going to really slash payroll if they don't get Eric Hosmer and just kind of start over. But I would say this. I mean, one thing that Dayton is, has been proven to be very, very good at is these small type moves, right? Mm -hmm. You know, picking up guys here and there that can help the, the team, especially in the bullpen, especially in the rotation. I think he's going to be on the lookout for any kind of bargains, any kind of things that he can sort of scoop up and, and just try to keep this team going until they can get the rebuild going. And we saw that a couple years ago with Ryan Madsen and Joe Blanton, taking guys off the scrap heap. That's and, right. And they contributed to a, to a world title. So. Uh, the next question is similar, but I'll, I'll take it a different direction. What internal options could the Royals be leaning on in 2018? You talked about it a little bit. Raul Montesi, here's a guy that, that made his Major League debut uh, in the World Series, I think the first ever to, to do that. Um, he came up, obviously he's got the bloodlines. Um, he came up, and then we didn't really hear that much again. Is he still thought of in the same way he was when he was a top prospect? Yeah, it, it's go time for him. Yeah. I mean, they, there are no other options there. I mean, they have a, a great-looking kid named Nicky Lopez who uh, uh, just tore up the AZL this year. And, uh, he's, but he's probably a couple years away. So it's, it's Montessi at shortstop, and they're just going to have to live with, you know, if it's a 220 average, they'll have to live with that and, and just have them develop. Um, and I mentioned Dozier, of course. And, and after that, you know, I still consider Jorge Bonifacio a guy who's a developing player, uh, but he's going to get a, a chance to play every day in right field now. So there is some talent there. It's just not quite what it was maybe four or five years ago. I, I think that Mondesi is really an interesting situation. I mean, they've loved this guy. They loved him two years ago. And in the old days with the Royals, in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and, and, and all the way up to when they were really good, that guy would have already gotten his chance. He would have already played 150 games, and, and let's find out. But because they were very, very good and so loaded in so many positions, he really hasn't. And and yeah. now he's going to kind of get thrown in the way that a Carlos Beltran did or somebody else, where it's going to be like sink or swim. And, mm -hmm. and it's going to be very interesting. He's tremendously talented in so many different ways. But... Can he put it all together? Can he make enough contact? Can he do all these things that they that they don't know the answer to yet? That's going to be a big. That's going to be to me as big a question in the coming next year. Yeah. Assuming they don't get Hosmer back, 
that's going to be the big question because is he a guy you can build around? Yeah, the bat's be- the question, right? Because he he can fly, right? And he can play shortstop. Got some power. It's, it's got big power, right? Yeah. And but the problem is, is if, if he's hitting 129 right. on May 30th, what do right. you do? I mean, you're kind of out of options there. So, um, you know, we were talking about free agents. Escobar is a guy that could actually probably re-sign in late January or February. I don't think there's a big market for him. They might get him for, you know, five million bucks or something like that. So he could be maybe a backup plan for Montessi at short. Yeah, that's an interesting one as well. All right, Don wants to know about in-season trade value. This is the thing we've seen the Phillies do a little bit the last couple of years, where this time of year you bring in that veteran player who can help you out and then if they have a nice year, maybe you get them on the cheap, they have a nice year, and then you can use them as a chip in July at the deadline. Is that something Royals would approach and, and think about doing this offseason? I, I think they actually would go the other direction right. and, and maybe trade someone like Danny Duffy or, or and this is going to sound crazy, but Salvador Perez or somebody like that and just stock up the farm system as much as they can. If they if they really start out of the gate slow next year and, and it's it just looks like a dreadful year, I would not be surprised to see Dayton just blow it up and go, all right, let's start all the way over. Well, and I think it's what you saw this year was everybody said they needed to do that. Everybody said trade Hosmer, trade Moustakas, trade Kane, get as much as you can because you're not going to be able to re-sign him. And he decided, and I think with the support certainly of the city and and what everybody wanted, one more shot for Mm -hmm. these guys. And he lost them all. Now they're all gone, uh, probably. So I think I think that Jeff's exactly right. I think you're much more likely to see they're not going to make a move to get better at the at the trade deadline, <laughs> but they might make a move to go ahead and, and move a Duffy or move a even in Perez is going to be very very interesting because I mentioned Hosmer being as beloved as anybody. Everybody loves Salvi. Everybody mm-hmm. in Kansas City loves Salvi, but. His contract is, you know, it's not quite there yet, but it is going to come up. He is a guy with a lot of value for a team that is not going anywhere for a while. Right. Could he do it? Could right. he trade Salvador Perez? That's going to be a big question. Dayton's going to have to look at 2021 and 22 in those types of seasons and get as much as you can and get guys ready for that run. So. And he has that team-friendly contract, too, which is a, a, It's not bad. A, yeah, exactly, for, a, for another team. Um, it's interesting when they kept all those guys at the trade deadline, decided to hold on to them. They knew that the benefit of that was this draft is going to be big and that um, depending on what those. Now, this is the interesting time because the $50 million mark that right. it's new in the CBA. Um, if Hosmer, Kane, Moose. Moustakis, if all those guys get $50 million contracts or more, suddenly the Royals are going to be loaded up at the top of this draft. And it's a really good draft from what we're hearing. Yeah, five in the top 58 yeah. is what they would get, which is pretty impressive. Uh, so they'll be able to restock there. But again, those guys are going to be several years away. So, and, and going back to the trade deadline, I mean, they were in the playoffs when he made those deals. They were the, the top wild card oh, yeah. team. So it made total sense for him to gun for it and go yep. one more time. He, you know, Dayton felt he owed that to the team, to the city, to ownership, to everybody, and said, let's go, and it didn't work out. Yeah, I think that's right. Very interesting thing about the draft, though. You know, Dayton, that's a that's a mixed record with him in the draft. I mean, he obviously had the great run with Moustakas and Hosmer and, and, and then, you know, picking up some of these other guys. But in recent years, those guys have, you know, they've been drafting a little bit lower, but they've not gotten the guys to help them, and, and, and that's a – they can't miss this time around. I mean, oh. this is this is this yeah. is this is. Re- you talk about go time for Mondesi. This is go time for this organization. They've got to get several players that are going to help them down the road. Well, they did get Brandon Finnegan and Sean Mania, which were really good True. first round picks, yep. and, traded, and they traded them away, right? And to help them get a world championship, right? Which, which is all part of it. <laughs> yep. Uh, Ashley wants to know any word on Ned Yost's recovery. Obviously, he fell. He's not here at the winter meetings. Have you heard anything? Yeah, he's gonna, he has a doctor's appointment next. 
uh, next week, I think on the 18th, um, and they'll be able to decide whether he's still not mobile, whether he can even get in a wheelchair and start moving around again. It's going to be slow, slow recovery. He's uh, probably not even going to be able to be available for FanFest. Um, right now, it's kind of a push to get ready for February 12th or 13th when we open camp. So um, it's, it was a really bad injury, and it's taking a long time to recover. Michael wants to know, uh, he's looking at other teams as what this team should do. You said if they don't get Hosmer, they break it down, full rebuild. Can Royals fans look to what happened to the Houston Astros and what they were able to do as, as maybe a model and a hopeful thought of, of what can happen with this Royals team? I think so, too. And the other element to that, too, is they'll be able to bank some payroll, um, you know, get that payroll down and stash it up for when they really want to make another move, which they really didn't do the last rebuild. You know, they just kind of slowly built up. Payroll went up because of other factors. But this time around, if they bank some payroll, they might be able to go out and add a free agent in 20 or 21 um, and, and become even better. So, yeah, it's a possibility. But I would also say this. I mean, you know, and I've talked at some length with Dayton about how Houston did it. He does not want to get that bad. He, he will not. I mean, he will do everything in his power. They don't want to lose 105 games, 110 games. He's not going to tank. Uh, right. He's going to try every year. Uh, to, to give it his best. He feels like he owes that again to the organization, to ownership, to the team, to, to the fans. So it's a different kind. I mean, I think Houston was really willing to be as bad as necessary in order to, to, to do exactly what they had to do. Dayton is going to certainly have his eye on the future, and he's going to break it down, I think. But he, he's going to expect that this team can still be competitive because he won't put a non-competitive team yes. on the field. He won't get a number one it. pick anytime soon. In yeah. Season, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, the Indians did it without really That's getting right. bad, bad. Yeah. And, and a similar mark, small market team, uh, it can be done that way as well. Uh, Jack wants to know, what is Alex Gordon's trade value? Would they consider making that move? None. None. I mean, not really. Yeah. I mean, he is a gold glover, and that, that weighs a lot to a lot of organizations. But uh, with the size of that contract, the Royals would have to eat a ton of it. That's the thing. They'd have to eat the money in yeah. order to make that deal, and it wouldn't be worth it. He's still, look, they, they knew what they were doing. They, when they brought him back, they brought him back to be a lifelong Royal, and that's what he's going to be. Yeah. And I think the fans would love to see that, just let him play out that career. And, and he's a guy that won a championship and will always sure. be. Well, he'll never buy a meal in, in Kansas City, right? That's for well, sure. he doesn't have to. He's it, but, he, uh, but he did actually, you know, this sounds crazy, but he hit better in September. So he started going the opposite way a little bit more, starting beating the shift a little bit more. And I think you know, the coaches I've talked to were encouraged by that, that if he can carry that over, we might see a little bit more of the normal Alex Gordon next year. Michael's putting together his lineup for next year, uh, his <laughs> breakdown. And for the outfield, he says, Soler in left, Gordon in center field, Bonifacio in right field? I would say Soler is more likely the DH okay. uh, next year. And, and uh, Gordo would be, uh, I mean, Paul Orlando actually can play a pretty good center field. He's really fast. Um, you know, he's not Lorenzo Kane, but he'll do the job. Um, uh, and Alex Gordon's just too good in left to me. That's right. Move. That's right. No, I mean, it's, it's, he, he, he's such a strength in left field. Yeah. Don't make him a mediocre center fielder. Exactly. He's, a, he's, a, he's a great left fielder. Keep him left your, field. Your outfield defense would really go down the hill if you had Soler in left and Gordon. Yes, center. very much. And Bonifacio in right, who's not exactly a gold glover either. So. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Thank you for the questions. We want to thank Jeffrey Flanagan and Joe Puznanski. I'm Tim McMaster. Thanks for tuning in.